Hi, I'm Mike Palin. And I'm Mary Palin. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which we call... Mondays with Mike and Mary. You know, all weekend long, Mary and I think about our most recent R-squared coaching sessions and select just for you some highlights. Yeah, either a parade of techniques or an ask the experts that we think is going to help you in your business. And these come from the smartest... Most generous. And the best trained agents in North America. Just remember, because what happens on R squared stays, stays on, on R squared, it's confidential. So, so we don't use names. Now, if you'd like to find out how R squared coaching could help you in your business, go to floydwickman.com and you'll find the most affordable and the most effective coaching program on the planet. And now, here's Mondays, Mondays with, with Mike, Mike and, and Mary. Mary. All right, so if you're a Wickman graduate, you learned mail call C, right? Yes. And what is the C? Well, we think of it as a party sometimes or taking people out to dinner, an event. But here's another way to do a C that's really working for one of our students. He's been doing this for seven, eight years. And each fall, this is a Midwestern guy, he and his wife buy mums. They buy a plant, you know, like you would put on your front step if you're from the Midwest. Okay. And they deliver them with a card that says, welcome to fall. We're thinking of you. And they set it on the front step and ring the bell, have a conversation, you know, a quick conversation. Hey, we're thinking of you, whatever. Um, and they've been doing this, as I mentioned, seven or eight years. Well, what happens when you do something over and over and over and over, people begin to... Expect it. Right. So we don't have to buy a mom, honey, because our realtor is going to bring us one. Right. And he has gotten so many, so much feedbacks, had so many great conversations. And I want our listeners to consider doing something every year. Because, you know, our tendency is because we're creative beings. We think, oh, I've done that a bunch of times. Let's do something different this year. But there's great power in consistency. So don't forget that. It's a wonderful quote about that. Variety is the spice of life, but consistency is the substance. Oh, that's a beautiful quote. Yeah. I heard it first from you, Michael. Oh. <laughs> Well, I got a technique, and it's more of a something new in the market. Ooh, Surprise! All right. The return of the contingent offer. Oh, yeah. And why are we seeing the return of the contingent offer? And here's the, the technique. Okay. Because what we're experiencing is the blind leading the blinder. Oh my gosh. We've got so many new untrained yeah. agents. Yeah. This is the only way they can get people to even consider listing their house. Yes. First we'll buy you find you one. Yes. Yeah, I know. So untrained agents, be don't be surprised. Yeah. Contingent offers are coming back. Uh-huh. How about an ask the experts question? Oh, that was your whole parade of techniques. That's it. Be on the lookout. Okay. Got it. Bolo. Um, I've got one. This is an agent who has never done a seller who's in the process of getting a divorce and needs to list their house. Never experienced it before. 
knows that that's what she's going to encounter tomorrow night. So she comes to her meeting, her R squared group, and she says, how do I project impartiality? How do I give them great advice? How do I provide best service to someone who's divorcing? And I'm just going to kind of rattle off in no particular order what she heard. Are people still getting divorced? Yeah. Yeah, at a pretty heavy rate. Yeah. Right? Well, and so, yeah, that, that's the first thing I said was, well, prepare yourself because for the rest <laughs> of your career, you'll be dealing with this. This is a skill you need to develop. And aren't you truth. lucky yeah. you have a panel of experts that are going to give you their best stuff. So um, make sure you have eye contact with both. Don't favor one versus the other, no matter how, who does the most talking, who does the most being quiet. You've got to be equal eye contact. Um, make sure your communication is with both of them and communicate that. Going forward, I will send you an email, send you a text, call you, and I will give the same exact message to both of you. How would you prefer to be communicated with? And how would you prefer to be communicated with? Here is my system. Um, next, after this initial meeting at the house, <clears throat> always have every other future meeting in the office. Set that up right there at the house at the first meeting. There is no reason for the three of us to come back to this house together for any other reason. So I'll be here for open houses, etc. But all our future negotiating will be done from my office. And that's really important because that can aggravate whichever uh, person, partner, is no longer in the house, right? Like, what happened to all my neon beer signs that were all in the kitchen and now they're not here anymore or whatever. There can be points of anger that you don't need to deal with or provoke. So next meetings are always in the office. Um, keep the appointment as short as possible. You, you know, they're, even if they're really civil and they're getting along great with one another, you have no idea how much effort that is requiring. An amicable divorce? Well, it That's may, an oxymoron. It may project itself as that in your presence, yeah. but you have no idea how difficult that is for one or both of them. So try to keep this relatively short. Try not to involve them in a stack of 400 comps that they have to then page through. You know, it might be better off just to shoot them, you know, shoot straight, right? You know, Somebody who's Wickmanized wouldn't do that. You well, don't right. show comps to price a house. Unless you need them. Yes. Right. And here's kind of a cool thing. Um, they can meet digitally. Going forward, they don't really ever even need to meet. We can do the whole thing digitally. Now, that goes against what we teach, mm -hmm. which is negotiate money face-to-face. But let's be honest, we've got students that when they need a price reduction, they call up people and say, I'm going to send it to you digitally. Here's the offer. I'm going to send it to you. Let's talk. So if that's you, no matter our best instincts and best training, digital signatures don't require people to get together. Anyway, there we go. Can I add a personal note? Of course you can. You sure? Are you going to talk about me? No. Okay. Yes, then yes. <laughs> I've seen it work best this way, and I believe it. If you're going to work with a couple who's divorcing, they have to come to a financial agreement first and decide what they're going to do with the equity, with the proceeds. 
and one of them becomes the decision maker. As long as they have an ironclad financial agreement up front, you only ever have to deal with one decision maker and not go back and forth between two people who don't want to agree on anything. It's the same with an estate. If you've got three or four or five or more siblings, one of them should be the decision maker and the rest of them all agree up front what to do with the proceeds. It makes it so much easier and it always turns out better. Okay, well, good luck with that. Yeah. So, okay, you got an Ask the Experts, right? And it's related to oh. my technique. Oh. My problem is nine out of ten sellers need to find suitable housing. Yeah. And guess what they're thinking? Maybe we should look first and yeah. see if we can find something. Oh, boy. Well, guess what? You make contingent offers. Here's what it will do. I mean, if you put it on the market subject to seller finding suitable housing, yeah, it'll dampen showings. It will tamp enthusiasm down. What you want to do is get them to go out and look for properties that have been on the market for a while. Don't look for the hot property. So you're, you're giving us a list of advice. What do I do yeah. when I have when a buyer sellers need to who's find really not a buyer? Housing. All right, yeah. good. So this is a random list of what yeah, somebody was Somebody else okay. said, go make contingent offers. Guess where that technique came from? <laughs> yeah. The blind leading the blinder. Find temporary housing. Buy some temporary housing and rent it out oh, to them. Oh, yeah. Right? How many single-family homes are there right now that are rented? Lots. 15% or more, right? As extended stay hotels, too. Yes. Get them storage facilities for month to month. Use this as a prospecting opportunity. Specific right? buyer. Absolutely. Sell first and think about buying later. Why? Because... Until you sell, you're not a buyer. You're a looker. Yeah. You're out there kicking tires. What happens when you commit, right? Right. The universe lines up for you. Right. I believe that. Remember this. Our job is to coordinate closing dates because you can legitimately say, no client of mine has, has ever, ever had to the homeless. homeless. Right. Yeah. Get them to take a vacation. Ah. So there's all kinds of other ways to put a home on the market other than contingent upon seller finding suitable housing. Including bridge loans, iBuyer. You know, there's whole companies out there now that'll give you your cash, and then you have plenty of time to shop and look. You know how to do that? <gasps> Wait. With what a, dialogue. What about master? I was just going to say, oh, look at our brains. We're on the same wavelength. I was just going to say, or you could learn the buy-sell analysis. No kidding. Oh, oh, look at the upcoming webinar schedule because we've got one coming up about how to do the buy-sell analysis. Oh, all right. If you want Michael for your teacher, want to learn some dialogue, get to floydwickman.com. Make it happen. See you there. 